Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to be talking about why sometimes women do not make as much money as they are able to. And there are a lot of reasons for this and I'm not going to really get into... um, you know, the abstract uh, social reasons for this, I'm getting into the psychological reasons that I see day to day. So there's obviously a difference between the sociological lens and the psychological lens, and we're going to be speaking to the psychological lens and things that I see in my clients. So the first reason that women sometimes have trouble Uh, making money as as much as they would want to is because they are scared of money and they're scared of finances. They're scared of dealing with money they have been taught um, or they, they believe that they're not good at math and that they're really not good with numbers. And so the idea of having to deal with, uh, like, for example, the accounting side of a small business makes them very scared. Now, sure, they could hire somebody to do this, but sometimes they feel like they would have no natural facility with this, so therefore they don't want to set themselves up to fail or to not know what's going on. So it's just easier to get a paycheck from somebody else, which frequently isn't as lucrative as going out on your own, like in a business like mine, for example, or really any business, many businesses where you're working for somebody instead of going out on your own. So another reason is that women frequently want to take off time to have kids. And there are, it's only so hard that you can go at work if you think that you want to take off uh, multiple years, really, or go part-time to have children. So this is something that a lot of women don't even know that they will feel until they get pregnant or even until they have the baby where they think that everything's going to be fine, they're going to go back to work and get a nanny, but then they see the baby and they don't want to. And this is this is a common thing. And then they want to go into something that is either part-time and they can't in their field, or they want to take a break altogether. And so this, you know, really gets into some of the evolutionary reasons. I speak a lot about evolution and how biology informs psychology and informs relationships. So frequently women, uh, they're looking for a partner that will kind of get them through that stage of having babies and then... They don't um, think about later after the babies are, are, you know, in school that that same partner that was very stable and that was very appealing biologically no longer fits with them. And I've done podcasts and links about this, you know, and uh, posts about this. But that is a separate issue. Now, another issue is that frequently women do not feel confident in asking for more money. They don't feel confident asking for raises or promotions. They often think that they are not good enough. They have imposter syndrome. They think that, you know, somehow somebody else is better than they are and they shouldn't really ask for more. 
This also manifests in even early salary negotiations where women are more likely to kind of take what they can get. And this isn't all women, obviously, but uh, many women feel they're risk averse. There's higher rates of anxiety in women. They're more risk averse and they feel like, oh, they won't like me if I ask for more. So I'm just going to stay with what I have and be glad that somebody offered me a job at all. And later in life, women can get more confident with these sorts of things. And then they're like, ah, shit, I really should have negotiated differently in this job, this job, this job. I should have asked for a bonus, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, as women get older, they see those things. But especially when they're first starting out, they are less likely than men to ask for more money up front. Now, moving into the relational realm, sometimes women don't want to make more money because subconsciously they don't want to out-earn their husbands. And if they out-earn their husbands, they feel like there's nothing going to be there in the relationship. So on some level, uh, they feel like a big reason that they chose their partner, as I alluded to before, is that he was a good provider. And if they become a good provider, then they may have to look at things in the relationship that they wouldn't want to look at. For example, what else does this person bring to the table besides being a good provider? If I can provide for myself and those therefore good provider cancels out, then is this really the person I want to be with? And that leads to, you know, some tough questions internally that a lot of people don't want to deal with, you know, particularly if they have children with somebody. It's easier to stick in the same old dynamic where you are grateful and appreciative for the paycheck that somebody brings home because you couldn't do it otherwise. And it allows you various flexibilities and security than to take that on yourself and then to wonder kind of what else is there in the relationship. And now another reason that women are in some ways scared of making money is they don't like the boss role. So if a woman is a people pleaser and has been raised to be a good girl by her family and to not offend anybody, then being a boss or CEO or managing people, especially if you have nobody above you, if you manage people and then somebody's above you, you can always kind of say, well, that's what they're telling me to say, in a sense. The, my boss is making me do this to you. But if you're the top dog, then you are the one who's coming up with any sorts of rules, restrictions, and, and policies that others may not like. If this has been something that's hard for you to have people not like you, then you could see how this would manifest and really be um, a sticking point that makes women subconsciously not go for the highest, highest head boss job. Now, in some cases, uh, women's husbands, by the way, just going back to the other one, sometimes women do not like to make money because they don't want to rock the boat and be the provider when that was their husband's role. Sometimes their husbands are just really not supportive of it because they kind of implicitly understand that the whole dynamic will shift if their wives were to out-earn them. Now, this is certainly not all men, and I speak to this in a podcast that says it's not true that men uh, don't like high-achieving or high-earning women. Most men do, but some men that are very insecure about themselves and or the relationship or are really picking up on a deep ambivalence in their wives about them, they necessarily, honestly, they want to keep the status quo because on some level they fear the reality, which is that their wives are not with them um, because of much else than their ability to be stable and to provide a paycheck. In this case, yeah, they're really not going to want the status quo to shift because that's pretty dangerous because then the woman could leave. 
And of course, there's other men that are just narcissistic and want to be the top dog, just as there are women that are narcissistic. But overall, when we look at gender uh, roles, the more classic one is for the male to provide. So if a male feels that he cannot and that she's not going to even value that anymore because she's making her own money, then he may feel more insecure. This could, again, either be due to his own levels of insecurity as a person or picking up on something real about the relationship, you know, and being scared that uh, any loss of value here is not going to really work. So another reason, um, and this, by the way, expands on a post that I wrote about six reasons that women are scared of making money. I think I came up with more than that just talking. (laughs) But um, another one, you know, that I don't cover is that really frequently women um, have different kinds of values than just making money. And they want to provide uh, some sort of service to other humans in the world. And this is why women go into caretaker occupations so often and teaching occupations, and those are low paid. It is There's flexibility of hours that they could take care of their own family, which is very uh, frequently a major value. But there's also the idea of taking care of others as a major value versus making money. This could be different socialization. This could be innate different caretaking desires. So either way, um, you know, working at a kindergarten is not going to be as highly paid, obviously, as uh, being an investment banker. So everybody knows that. But there are various reasons that women gravitate to certain occupations. And a lot of times those are caretaking occupations because that feels to them like they are giving back to the world and that they are being a good person. Whereas men frequently do not think that is incompatible being a good person and um, making money. So they could say, I'll make a lot of money and finance and I'll be a philanthropist. And really net-net, they're probably helping more people, right, than the person who just, um, you know, stays home with their own kids. Not that that isn't helping people, but if you look at it really numerically, if you give a million dollars to a nonprofit that helps kids, you're helping a lot of kids. So, you know, there's no one right or wrong way to think about this is my point. It's just that from what I see, obviously, and from what you guys see, I'm sure women and men manifest the desire to be a good person very differently. And that uh, seeps into their occupation and their choice of of what um, what to devote their life to. So if this stuff resonates with you and you are a woman who is really could use some more money and knows that they have the intellectual and the, the, the physical kind of capacity and stamina for more work and would find it challenging, but you feel like one or many of these reasons are stopping you or holding you back, then therapy can be very useful in kind of elucidating and clarifying what your unique issues are and your ambivalence about going more full throttle in either the career you're in or a different one, if you are really torn between the idea of making more money or more working more hours and how you could still be, for example, a good parent, a good partner, what it would do to your marriage, what you would internally feel in terms of anxiety every day if you had more on your plate and you were in charge of more people. You know, therapy can really be useful with clarifying a lot of these issues, situating 
them in your earlier life and your earlier learning about the world. So like obviously if you grew up with let's say a stay-at-home mom that was very scared and overwhelmed whenever her routine changed, it's going to be hard for you to be a CEO. It's not impossible. It's very possible, but it requires learning completely new scripts about what women are competent in and what they're capable of and what the daily life of a female um, can look like because it's going to deviate so significantly from what you saw growing up. Um, And if you are somebody who, uh, just from listening to this, understands on some level that there's a delicate balance in your marriage that you don't particularly want to tip by earning more, then therapy can also help you understand what's going on in that relationship such that you feel that it is very fragile and would be impacted badly by you being more successful. Sometimes that could just be something that you're scared of that isn't true. Sometimes it could be true. And if there are issues in your relationship that you feel are stopping you here, then it is always good to suss out what those are so that you don't end up bitter and resentful and one day thinking, you know, I could have done something differently in my career, except that my relationship did not really allow me to and or my own uh, preconceptions about how relationships should work held me back. All right, so if this um, spoke to you, then I am glad. Please reach out and let me know if you would find more um, podcast episodes on women and money and work more useful to you. And as always, I accept all of your suggestions and feedback. Please do subscribe. Then you have bonus episodes and other content. And I've actually... Uh, done 40, this is going to be my 47th episode, just last time I miscounted, I was doing that wrong, my husband pointed it out, (laughs) so I really have done a lot more of these than I thought, so soon I'll be at 50, and that is cool because I just started it last month, and anyway, I would love everybody to subscribe and to rate this on Spotify and Apple, and I hope everybody has a wonderful day, bye guys.